It's the best bits of the all-day breakfast. Bringing you on SID 90.7. Good Woo! late afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're on Sin 90.7, the only station that doesn't claim to be the home of the hottest hits. It's just a place the hottest hits visit every now and then. Oh! <laughs> You're on the all-day breakfast with Brenny, Josh and Bonnie. Eli is normally absent today and... Uh, He's still micromanaging in absentia. <laughs> What a man. What a man. <laughs> Can't get away from him. Get on our level, Eli. <laughs> uh, so we've got a cracker of a show. I know we always say that, but today we get to interview one of Bonnie's biggest journalistic heroes. Oh, yeah. Sam Lane's going to join us. Woo! <laughs> Plus... Josh, just joshing, just joshing, just joshing. It's a, a little impression I do there of what I'm going to be like on stage opening for Randy, because uh, oh. the nerves are, are really pumping and um, I'm feeling the pressure. So the question is, do I have any material for today? You'll find out. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm very jealous that within your very first ever gig you get to open for Randy. It only took me <laughs> three years, but that's fine. I fall on my feet here. I, I have to say. Catch it's... up, Brent. Why don't you? I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> get on my level, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> and by popular demand, Bonnie's bonbons—it's back. It's back. just in time for Christmas. Yeah, so there's all that plus little extra caveats of goodness thrown in today. So uh, get comfy, uh, put on your electric blanket if you've got aircon in your house. Otherwise, get a fan ready because you're on the all-day breakfast, Sin ninety point seven. And what track have we got coming up, my big boy? Uh, one that just missed the cut last week. It's Jack White with Lazaretto. Yes, track. Sin ninety point seven, all-day breakfast. Hot, hot day in Melbourne. With the weather or not, you should go outside report. And love is in the air this week, along with the usual generous helping of pollen. And we've all been stricken with Harry fever. Uh, that's right. It's a royal wedding is afoot, and the Prince of England, no, not that one, the ginger one, and actress <laughs> Meghan Markle announced their engagement. Michael is actually a distant relation to Harry, as they share common ancestors from the early 16th century. This, uh, this runs counter to the family's historical trend of marrying first cousins, and Prince Harry is garnered praise for choosing to so radically diversify the royal gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> there have also been strong headwinds emanating from across the pond this week, as debate continues to range over the Johnny Bairstow headbutt controversy. Mm. In a frankly surreal press conference on Monday, Cameron Bancroft described the incident, saying... Yeah, it wasn't the grinning of choice I was expecting. Uh, I, I don't know Johnny Bairstow, but he says hello to people very differently to most others. Bairstow was keen to insist the blow didn't knock him over, however, boasting, I've uh, actually got the heaviest head in the Western Australian squad. It's uh, It's been measured. There's an actual uh, measurement for it. So, yeah, took the blow quite well, moved on. Yeah, it's a good hit. Play on. <laughs> he really said all of those things. Oh, boy. Such now, similes, such amazingness. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. But it sounds as if Bancroft is issuing a challenge here. And if there is to be a State of Origin-style weightiest noggin competition, I'd like to take this opportunity to announce my own candidacy. That's right, I'm putting myself forward as the Victorian contender, and I wager my five-head can go five rounds with any Bancroft, Bairstow or Bert Newton who is foolish enough to challenge me. 
Another sports news, the A-League has been forced to weather a storm of social media criticism after it announced that Round 10 will be known as the Star Wars Round, in a stunning example of cringy corporate cross-promotion. The backlash has forced the FFA to reconsider selling naming rights to the Walt Disney Corporation, because calling it the Mickey Mouse League might send the wrong message. (laughs) And finally, on to a new subsection I like to call Haven't the Foggiest, where I wrap up the stories I can't quite wrap my head around. This week, police in the northern Indian state of Uttar Pradesh have detained four donkeys after they grazed on the wrong plants outside a local jail. 100% true. (laughs) The local police chief claimed the donkeys were horsing around and making jackasses of themselves and reportedly have yet to pony up the hay required to make bail. Witnesses have blamed the overzealous policeman for making a mule of the situation. Boom, boom. We'll uh, we'll have more updates for you as the situation develops. (laughs) sounds awful, an awful lot like Bonnie's bulletin there, Josh, that yeah, last little bit. That's what it's time for. <laughs> <laughs> I take inspiration from the best. <laughs> Good afternoon, I'm Bonnie Barkmeyer for the All Day Breakfast Bulletin. Sydney Cider Rock Band Gang of Youths have taken out the top prize at the ARIA Awards last night for Album of the Year. Frontman Dave Leapepe, or as he's known on Instagram, Pepe, <laughs> said in his acceptance speech, We're Pacific Islanders and we're very proud of our heritage. We are a loving community and we're not just useful on the footy field, and we hope this proves something. Upon hearing the news that a group of immigrants had taken out the major prize of the Australian Recording Industry Association Music Awards, Pauline Hansen couldn't help but voice her opinions. Mm. We are being swamped by these youths and the parts of their culture they are bringing here, she said. I can't believe this band are even encouraging people to eat halal snack packs. Sticking to politically charged music news, and the radio station Triple J have changed the date of the Hottest 100 countdown from the 26th of January to the 4th Saturday in January. For 23 years, the countdown has been held on Australia Day, but has come under scrutiny for being insensitive to Aboriginal cultures. While many people have taken to social media to complain about the decision to to change the date, Australians are starting to realise that they'll now have two whole days to throw some shrimp on the barbie and get your inflatable thong pool toys out. (laughs) Damn right. North Korea conducted its most successful intercontinental missile test in early hours of the morning today and it has sent shockwaves around the world. South Korea's Yonhap News Agency says that during its 53 minute of flight time, the missile soared around 4,500 kilometres into space, which is 10 times higher than the orbit of the International, International Space Station. President Donald Trump has sent a tough message to North Korea after its latest ballistic missile test, saying, we will take care of this. Let's just hope he doesn't have a short fuse and that this doesn't blow up in his face. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> to sports news now, and there's not much going on except for some cricket stuff, which I won't bore you with, but, <laughs> but I'm sure our guest on today's show will have something more exciting, sports-related stuff, to talk about. You're on the all-day breakfast. Fantastic. <laughs> I, I think the Trump stop would be funnier if I wasn't filled with that sense of existential dread. <laughs> but uh, it's time for the traffic. It's the all-day breakfast traffic report on SIN 90.7. It's the all-day breakfast traffic report on SIN 90.7. Just in... Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes, uh, it was a double intro, and here we are. You are on traffic on SIN 90.7 all-day breakfast. So, uh, in traffic today, a lot of movement in the overtaking lane. As usual, traffic reporter gets sped by with a more proficient substitute. <laughs> yes, Brents are replacing former hosts on all E-lines today. Yay, yay, yay. 
The Flemington Bridge is clear today after the incident yesterday where an AMAX removalist truck was wedged underneath it. Yes, it appears the driver forgot to check the AMAX height. <laughs> <laughs> On Punt Road, an accident has occurred in a taxi where a passenger has been forced to pay a $50 clean-up fee after trusting, after trusting a reheated Mexican meal from a, free, a few days prior. When asked to comment, the passenger suggested they don't want a taco about it. Mm. <laughs> in public transport, a reminder from all users and from Yarra Trams that if you're getting stank sweat on, please do not reach for an above-shoulder hand grab. <laughs> and finally, in fun traffic, all non-aircon owners are flooding to shopping centres and the number 19 tram for some of that sweet, sweet free climate control. Yeah, nice. So if you wish to get a start on the Christmas shopping, add an extra six minutes to your time to account for weaving through revived and revived pedestrians. And that's traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Amazing. All right. Next up, we have Tame Impala with Sundown Syndrome. Stick around here on the all-day breakfast on Sin 90.7. <laughs> on Sin 90.7 on the All Day Breakfast and that was Tame Impala with Sundown Syndrome. Now, on the line, I'm so excited to announce that celebrated journalist, AFR reporter and one of my all-time heroes, Sam Lane. She joins us now. <laughs> Hello. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Sam. It's uh, an honour and a privilege to have you on the All Day Breakfast. We're all big fans of yours. Now, um, oh, thanks very much. <laughs> tell us, how did you first break into the media industry? Because uh, we really want to know. Well, it's the old by hook or by crook rule. Um, I was a young teenage footy fan and I'd go off to the footy and see all these uh, men and women in the audience and then I'd go home and digest uh, the coverage and I was seeing a lot of men's names and men's faces and hearing men's voices and I didn't see that many women and women that did um, speak and write about footy really stood out to me they really inspired me and so it didn't quite add up in my mind that they weren't reflected um, at the games um, or well that the games weren't reflected in the media coverage and so I wrote um, a letter believe it or not to uh, the editor of the old Carlton magazine which came out quarterly and um, lo and behold, the guy gave me a go and sent me off and let me do an interview. That was the very beginning. Ooh, amazing stuff. So what's, the fa- what's your favourite part of the job? I say what it has always been is just um, telling and hearing and learning stories. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you, I suppose to a degree... Uh, you know, you've got to count on having an interesting subject, but I suppose throughout my journalism career, and I was at the age for 12 years until June this year, um, I would always set myself a quiet challenge that even if someone said, oh, that person is boring or that person doesn't say much, I would never turn up to an interview with that mindset. I'd think, well, it's actually your job as a journalist to try to find something new or interesting. And a good example um, of that, I think you guys would know um, St Kilda legend Robert Harvey. Mm -hmm. And um, some journos at the age, I remember having a sit-down with with Robert one day, and journos at the age were like, oh, he doesn't remember anything. He's, you know, he's just not that interesting. Anyway, we sat down and it really fired me up. And by the end, I'd got 
you know, the fact that he was getting private guitar lessons and was learning uh, Italian and all of this. And the men, like, the guys in the office were just shocked. <laughs> I suppose um, that's what you can do if you if you just perhaps come about it in a in a slightly different manner. Yeah, great stuff. Well, you know, you have interviewed a lot of uh, big deals, even if some were potentially boring. Uh, <laughs> tell us who throughout your illustrious career has left you starstruck after everyone. I don't feel that, and perhaps that's a byproduct of some. I have journalism in my family, um, and my dad's been a sports broadcaster for my entire life, and so I suppose that exposed me to people that you know some people might feel intimidated by or bedazzled by, um, just from the time I was conscious, and so I didn't. I don't honestly. I don't feel that. Um, um, yeah, I can't pretend that I do. I, yeah, I, I don't feel starstruck. That's that's the truth. Well, when you're one of the biggest dogs, it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't mean it like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. The proof's in the pudding. I think we're all a little bit starstruck right now, but um, <laughs> anyway. See, and that's, you know, like quite seriously, it, I guess the way I've approached interviews is just try to meet as humans. So whoever it is, like whatever they've got on their CV or whatever they've won or done doesn't mean they don't, you know, get cranky or that they're flesh and blood. And, um, you know, we're all human. It's just that some people win gold medals or grand finals or whatever. Um, We all have much more in common um, than not. But some of us just love hot chips and HSPs. (laughs) I I love hot chips. (laughs) So you played an integral role in covering the AFL women's first ever season yeah. um, earlier this year. So what are you looking forward to in the upcoming season? Uh, seeing it come around again. Um, so we had one, you know, brilliant debut and it was eight <laughs> really fast-paced weeks, seven mm-hmm. weeks of matches um, and, and one grand final. As you said, I was really lucky to cover it on Channel 7 from the boundary and wrote about it for The Age and the Sydney Morning Herald. Um seeing them back, you know, now that I think, you know, more people will be engaged will be really exciting. Um, seeing them have had having had another um, pre-season, you know, you hear um, elite male players who have been doing it their whole lives in, in elite programs saying, oh, you know, every pre-season you get better. So imagine if you've just had one and then you've just doubled that by having two mm. in elite facilities. Like, imagine how they're going to come back. And, you know, quite frankly, I feel the AFL has been quite conservative saying, oh, you've got to expect that there'll be, you know, we've got to, we can't set new records, let's just keep things steady, we can't have expectations too high. And I know that business says that year two you can get the blues or a dip or whatever. I'm, I'm kind of being optimistic about this and I think that there were people that didn't go in season one that will go, we have got to go. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, like, you guys have probably um, lived this and would back me up. I feel that with AFLW, you, you go and then you, yeah, it's just, it's so cool. Like, you know, with Noble, just go and have a beer. Same with Princess Park or just, they, they just, it felt like community footy, um, mm. but with the AFL clubs that we know and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's been a fantastic ride so far. Yeah. It and- has. 
I was just wondering if uh, you thought that the uh, AFL women's could sustain a longer season at this point, considering how popular it's been. Yeah, I, look, for now, what I would have done is add more finals. So I know the AFL were keen on that because mm. just having one grand final, like, I mean, it was pretty weird, pretty cutthroat just having teams one and two progressing to a grand final. Um um, I would have extended because finals, you know, build excitement, and I'm all for a, you know, a cutthroat gra- um, final series. But I think we could have had an extra week at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decided to stick with eight weeks. Um, I think that's where it will grow first, and then of course we've got expansion in 2019. There's a couple more teams joining Geelong and North Melbourne, and so that's going to be really interesting. Like once the comp gets bigger, it forces an extension um, of weeks and then I think the AFL is going to say well goodness like when how are we going to fit this in what crossover do we want like with um, the men's round one um, do we want to be pushing into tennis or do we really flip it and make it more summer like against the cricket um, I'm interested in what you guys think about that and I would say absolutely think. don't get rid of the cricket let's uh, <laughs> let's burn the tennis though who wants to watch that <laughs> <laughs> I can't quite agree. But um, I think, like, the women's game, in all sports, actually, the W League as well, the Matilda's doing so well. It's the fastest area of of sporting growth, really, um, in this country. Mm. And how important is it for uh, young girls to have female athletes to look up to and also female sports journalists to look up up to as well? Yeah. I don't know about the second bit of that question. (laughs) (laughs) I feel a bit self-conscious tackling that one. But I will just speak very much um, in terms of the power of what it does um, for for girls and grown women and even grown women like me who are not um, aspiring to become a footballer. I mean, I'm the biggest scaredy cat of all time in terms of um, (laughs) contact sport, always have been. But the power is, you know... It really distilled for me at, at a lunch during the year when, because, you know, AFLW just grabbed me and this whole women's footy thing. And I was like, why is it grabbing me if I don't want to do it? Because I don't. Um, what struck me this day at the G at this lunch, I was looking around the room and there were all these framed pictures and it's all, you know, sporting heroes and they're in these massive, big, heavy frames and, like, aren't they amazing legends, blah, blah, blah. And... You know, footy photos everywhere. Now, that's what sport tells us you need to do to get legend status, yeah, like to be a hero. And until the AFL gave women licence to be heroes, well, they couldn't be heroes and legends in that way that we've revered. So now that they have that licence by just being able to play, it means that we can like legitimately say they are football heroes. And we all know how powerful football is mm-hmm. in this country. And so if you are saying you're a hero, you're a legend to women and men, then that's like a really powerful statement just about equality in general. And when you flip that and think, well, what were we saying before we invited women to become legends? I mean, it's it's actually pretty scary. So it, where we're at now is like saying, like, this is this can be equal. And to me, that's um, that's the power. Also, you know, I've, I think of Katie Brennan, who's the Bulldogs captain in AFLW. Um, she talks a lot about, you know, growing up, she had heaps of body image issues, men and women, boys and girls do. Um, but when you have a, a strong role model like Katie, who now says, you know, I have learnt that 
power and strength is beautiful um, and that strong is the new pretty, um, that, that, is, that is such powerful messaging. And we can say all we like like that as journalists or in textbooks or as teachers or whatever. If you have athletes saying it, um, again, it, it sort of hits in a way that you don't really um, get otherwise. So there's power all over the place. Um, with this and what I love too is that men and boys are, are loving it as well like dads are now happy going I can take my daughter to footy mm-hmm. you know if they didn't have sons they felt excluded as well so like this is uh, it's, it's it's good for men it's good for women it's you know it's awesome that's good for Australia and the world at large I agree <laughs> yes I think it's great yeah. uh, well it's been it's been a long time coming and even the, I uh, to be honest and I, I hate to I feel like I'm back out the wrong train but I feel I'm not a massive uh, footy fan myself personally <laughs> but I have watched a few of the AFLW games and arguably they're more interesting there's uh, it's faster paced uh, and to, to be honest, and I don't want to... I know everyone there, very, very official athletes in the male side, but it seems the girls actually are going a lot harder than some <laughs> of the boys. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're all going hard. I mean, if anything, there is a, an issue about, you know, protection. And as we know, like, because boys um, and young men are sort of put through and um, nurtured to, um, to be elite footballers and give it the best shot um they're sort of they're learning um from elite coaches with elite facilities etc much earlier than girls and and women ever had so i think you're going to see there is no doubt about the ferocity at the contest but you're just going to see like a massive spike in terms of um the skills going up for for women yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Sam, we've got you on the line. If you're happy to stick around, we're going to cut to a quick song. Uh, but we're going to get back and ask you the big question, if you can hang around with us there. Okay. All righty. You're on C90.7 <laughs> All Day Breakfast. This is The Dupree's with The Sky's the Limit. We're burning your toast on the All Day Breakfast. Sin 90.7. That was the Dupree's with The Sky's the Limit. You're listening to the All Day Breakfast on Sin 90.7. And I tell you what, the sky's the limit for our current guest. We've got Sam Lane still on the line, age journalist, uh, TV presenter and sports journalist extraordinaire. <laughs> and uh, it's 2018 is shaping up to be a quite busy year with the Winter Olympics and the World Cup amongst the regular seasonal sports. So what are you looking most looking forward to covering next year? <laughs> um, AFL women. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. I was just saying that because that's what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so I guess my first thing, I've just finished writing my first book, which we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but I will come back and do some cycling. So there's the Cadell Evans Road Race that'll be in its, I think, third edition late Jan. Um, I'll be doing that with Channel 7. That's a great event down, you know, Great Ocean Roadway. Um, you know, it's like our version of little tour de france in a day so so that's quite cool um and there's a men and, and women's race and a people's race so if you're a keen cyclist get involved um then it'll be afl women's which as we've talked about will be very good and then i move into the men's footy but um early next year so around april it's we've got the commonwealth games so gold coast is going to be putting on the glitz as well as um the sport and yeah that'll be for me really exciting thing to do for the first time with Channel 7. So yeah, in my little lunchbox that's 
probably um, one of the things I'm most looking forward to next year, full stop. An amazing, exciting year coming up by the sounds of it. So recently on your Instagram, and you mentioned it before, you shared a photo of a book cake being made. <laughs> so what can you tell us about that? <laughs> oh, that um, yes, it's been not a not just a uh, job, it's been a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you, yeah, we all know what it's like when you've sort of got to just spend... Nothing can do it other than sitting in front of a computer and doing it. So... Mm-hmm. For me, I had all the fun um, and just such an exciting experience um, picking 11 subjects, actually, for, for this book that will come out uh, in Feb to time with AFL Women's. Um, I've picked 11 subjects who are related to AFL Women's um, and just sort of got in their lives and um, just asked them to show me what you want to show me and just got some incredible insights that stories that blew my mind and that were frankly like beyond belief in some cases and then um, had the task of of then putting them in writing. Um, So I've done that and then there's sort of an introduction piece that sort of I guess what I hope is a non-boring modern history of, of this phenomenon. Like where did it come from with 2017 to early, to late, um, all the politics um, and the cultural effect. So, yeah, I just, I put that in. Um, it's not at the printing press just yet, but to be honest, I'm two days into not um, sitting in front of the laptop for the first time in six months. So, um, it's kind of nice just to be talking. With, uh, with, with all that there, and uh, you said you're not quite at the printing press, is it not too late then to add in that the All Day Breakfast is a massive supporter of it all? <laughs> Feel free to throw a few oh, tags our way. We'll... Oh, my God. I'm going into Penguin on Friday, so maybe I'll see if we can get that in. At the very least, if we can't, shall we do, like, some kind of um, all-day breakfast book um, chat in Feb? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. If, any, if anything, in. all the guys and gals at Penguin, they're, uh, they're big fans of the show, <laughs> so I'm sure they'll really want to put it in there. Uh... They're going to love it. No, it'd be great. Well, uh, Sam... <laughs> It's been so lovely chatting so far, but this is where the interview gets a bit spicier. We throw a little bit uh-huh. of chilli in the conversation because it's time for the big question. It's, okay. it's such a big question. I really hope you're prepared. It's a question so big, it could have played full forward in the, uh, in the 1980s. Yeah, nice. It's a question so big, it could sell out the MCG. It's a question oh. so big, it makes the MCG look like a baby. <laughs> Sam Lane, are you ready for the big question? Sam Lane, celebrated journalist, radio and TV presenter, and future author, or current author. (laughs) What do you eat for breakfast? Oh, my gosh. I cannot believe you've put me on the spot. (laughs) Very personal and somewhat stress-inducing question. Um, I can reveal here on the all-day breakfast that my favourite breakfast that I struggle not to order, even when I know I should be branching out and doing new things, is Birch and Muesli. You're you're one of the many of our guests, actually, that are on the Muesli train. (laughs) Sounds like it's the food of champions, from the sounds of things. (laughs) I had three Tim Tams for Brecky. You're saying that there's a difference here. (laughs) 
I love it when it's got a bit of crunch. And I found a place that actually does their birch art, but with their sort of granola. So you can get a bit of half-half and you get the best of both worlds. Like the yogurty, apple-y, oaty business, complete with crunch. So that's to me, right. that is like Nirvana in a bowl. <laughs> that's that's regularly known as the uh, Miley Cyrus special of the Muesli world, isn't it? The best of both worlds. <laughs> Beautiful. I well, hope that's not disappointing. I do love an omelette, um, but yeah, I yeah I really struggle not to order Bircher. Very With healthy breakfast. <laughs> so um, apart from obviously the book that's in the making, do you have any other projects coming up? Um, I've, to be honest, I've hardly thought about anything apart from from the writing. Um, we spoke about the Com Games, the Cadell Evans Road Race. To, uh, right now, like I'm going to take a couple of weeks off, um, and in fact, very spontaneously, have become. Um, I'm not going to say stalker, but uh, <laughs> my friend, <laughs> my best friend Jess Halloran, has just written a book, um, Yelena Dokic's book, which is grab quite a lot of attention as you probably know and um, Jess and Yelena were just doing a talk on the Gold Coast uh, at, a, at a library and I just turned up and took photos of them and so it's going to be really nice in the next few weeks just to, I don't know, it's, writing is, you know, it's great because you get to do interviews but it is a fairly solo pursuit so my sort of next few weeks project is just making a plum pudding with my cousins, planning what we're going to eat on Christmas Day, being the, you know, voluntary um, chef, hanging out with friends um, and reading other people's stuff. I'm really looking forward to to just having a read and um, do a bit more swimming. All right, well, that's a glowing recommendation. Maybe we can even give Tennis Hating Brenny over there. Uh, it might even convince him to give the Joanna Dockage book a, a go. <laughs> wow, well, we'll I reckon you should. It's not really about tennis. <laughs> All right, well, you know, as long as it makes a bit of a racket, that's fine. Hey. <laughs> well, Sam, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show and to uh, help you with your future social endeavours. We're going to send you out an all-day breakfast mug. It's the best and most exclusive ceramic mug you can get in Australia <laughs> or possibly the world. I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Well, it, like I said, absolute pleasure having you on the show. Please come back some other time. We'll t- maybe chat books in February. That would be great. Thank you for having me on and um, enjoy whatever breakfast, you know, is your favourite. <laughs> Thank you. Tim Tams it is. All right. <laughs> so uh, where can we find you if our listeners want to follow you on social media? Oh, gosh, I'm a bit erratic, but um, <laughs> nothing if not consistent um, in terms of the name, and it's at Sam Jane Lane. Middle name is Jane. Rhymes with my surname, Lane. <laughs> and, yeah, that's on Instagram, Twitter. I think Facebook is Samantha Jane Lane. Yeah, so I'm on it, but, yeah, I'm probably most into the Instagram at the moment, more than Twitter. But, yeah, that changes. Yeah, nice. Okay, well, I just wanted to finish off by saying a massive thank you for not only coming on our show today, but also just for the work you do and the career you've had. It's um, it's really inspiring to have such a prominent female role model in the industry to look up, look up to. So, thank you. That's very kind. Thank you. Okay. And then next up, we have Thundercat with them changes. Stick around. You're on the all day breakfast. See ninety point seven.
And how do you bloody like them changes? That's Thundercats <laughs> with them changes. You're on Sin nice. 90.7 All Day Breakfast here with Bonnie Brenny and Joshy Boy. And uh, we're bringing back an old favourite for this segment here. We're bringing back a real rock banger classic <laughs> just in time for Christmas. It is, of course... Bonnie's Bonbons. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's just <laughs> where I just read out the best slash worst, depends on your opinion, the best jokes that you'd find in the little bonbon, the yeah, Christmas crackers. not up for debate. They are absolutely the best ones. <laughs> I think uh, this is the segment we specifically designed to annoy Tim Logan. Yeah. Uh, if, you're, uh-huh. if you're out there, Tim, puns are an art form. <laughs> we stand by them and, uh, you know, uh, what you're about to hear might be indefensible, but let's give it a round anyway. Okay, guys, here we go. What did the girl say to her grandfather when he fell in the river? I'm not sure. Paddle, Pop. Aye. <laughs> and that's a little cold treat for you in the middle of summer. <laughs> Alrighty, another cold treat for you. Okay. What do you get if you cross a stereo with a refrigerator? Uh, cool beats. <laughs> very close. Cool music. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Gretel. Gretel, get out of here. <laughs> okay, a Christmas-themed one. Who delivers presents to dogs? Hang on, I know this one. Where we go? Uh, Santa paws. Yeah! I, little puppy paws. Uh, little puppy paws. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a present? I don't know why they sound like that. <laughs> I've won, I've won. Ready? What, uh, what do you call a cow on a plane? I don't know. What do you call it? High stakes. Mm. Oh, that's a really good joke. <laughs> yeah, right, Gretel. I'm sorry. I'll leave it to Bonnie. <laughs> She's still hanging around to destroy your self-confidence for quite some time to come. It's the ghosts of Gretel past. <laughs> All right, I've got to, I've got to say this little, little helpers themed one. Okay, go. What, what, what do you call these little helpers, huh? I don't know. Subordinate clauses. Oh, oh, that was clever. a one. <laughs> it's a grammar joke. <laughs> Very clever. More like a dad joke. Yeah. <laughs> a wrong family member. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy boy, you might like this one. I'm so ready. What do you get if you cross an orange with a comedian? I don't know, but it sounds like a genetic mishap. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> yes, no. Peels of laughter. Oh. Like peels, like orange peels. Oh, that's, yeah, okay, it's a zesty number. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, zesty, nice. Okay, ready? Why can't a bike stand up by itself? Why? Because it's too tired. Oh. <laughs> I guess we spoke too soon on that one. Yeah, yeah that works, kind spokes, of. Yeah. Spokes, yeah, nice. Can I let that joke off the chat? Uh, any more bike puns? I mean, I have some. Uh, I just got to get a handle on them real quick. No, oh, there we go. I don't want to. I don't want to break it too oh. early. Break it? Oh, break it! Yeah, the oh, brakes. That's yeah. a really good joke. Okay, good. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Okay, what's ET short for? Uh, extraterrestrial. Yes, but he's only got little legs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. That was really relying on me having a response, wasn't it? Like if we just like <laughs> yeah. deadpan and then yeah, that's a risky one. Yeah, very. It's a risk I like to take with these bonbons. Yeah. A dangerous body. It's, it's a high flyer act. Right, a, what do you got? Should I keep going? Yeah. Give me, give me two more. Okay, two more. Why do birds fly south in winter? Uh, migration patterns. Also correct, but it's just too far to walk. 
They're not extraterrestrial, am I right? All right, let's do. All right, let's let's pull this cracker, Joshy, across the table. We're gonna pull this one out, and I'll make uh, it a good one. and this is gonna be the the final Christmas cracker to prep us. All right, bang! <laughs> what do you call a penguin in the Sahara Desert? Misplaced. Thirsty? Yes, lost. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good afternoon. <laughs> uh, all right, next up we have LCD Sound System with All My Friends. So stick around, you're on the All Day Breakfast in 90.7. Yeah, how you going, guys? You're on Sin 90.7 All Day Breakfast. This is me, the one and only, the B-Dog. It's Brent. You're on Sin 90.7. This is the All Day Breakfast. That was LCD Sound System with all my friends, and they never invite me to that party. All my <laughs> friends are there. Oh, come on. They know me. You don't have any friends, Brent. Oh. Oh. Just great co-workers. Yeah. Don't talk to me after the show finishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should see how frosty it is in here when the mic's aren't on. As soon as the mic's off, we all just look at the ground. That's it. Yeah. We're staring at our phones. Yeah, I see. It's, uh, there's a lot of personal uh, feuds going on. Mm. It's like the Today Show. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as it cuts to ads, uh, Josh threw a pen at me. <laughs> no, it, that's not true. I don't want to... We don't want to fuel any new fires. There's there's a lot of love. Uh, it's 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 a good warm ambient room in here at the moment. <laughs> and speaking of ambience, Joshy boy, let's uh, let's bring up a little topic that I like to uh, I like to bring back to because it's a uh, it's a good little training thing. Uh, got you like my little old apprentice because we're talking <laughs> hey. about just Joshin. We're talking about getting you comedy ready. <laughs> Are you going to be hosting The Apprentice soon? I think that's a great idea, actually. Except instead of you're fired, I just say, you're not, not as funny as me, actually. <laughs> Did you just come up with Apprentice? Because that's good. I would like to say yes, but uh, I've been using it for a few years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Brent's business acumen is second to none, so it's a natural fit for him. <laughs> All right, tell, tell us your progress, though. Where are you at, my man? Are we man? back on this again? We've got to do it. We're gonna, like, you're about like, to open for Randy. I feel like Peter Jackson with The Hobbit. Like, I'm just milking this segment for all it's worth. It's <laughs> bone dry by this point. Hardly. This is your progress. How? Tell me, where are you at with your, with your set? Oh, got loads of gear. Loads of gear. None of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, am I going to share it with you guys now? Because we're probably going to pl- We're going to play my set on air. Yeah, we're going to put your set live there, yeah. your first ever set. So I don't want to give the listeners away, like, any of the gear. Because... I'd like to point out for the listeners as well, generally, and this is a very broad but fairly general statement, I reckon any comedian out there listening will agree, you never want your first set broadcast to a large public <laughs> audience. I think that's part of the pressure I'm feeling. However... You also don't get your very first set ever to open for one of the biggest acts in Australia. So mm, true. You know, you way know, to make me feel at ease. Balance it out. You're balanced. Mm. Uh, tell me then, what have you been doing to prep for this comedy situation? Uh, look, I've. I feel like it's a little oppressive, actually. I feel like it's taking over my life. Like, mm. I mean, it was as uh, as your mate Liam Donnelly was writing his blog recently. Don't don't actually laugh at any jokes anymore. I just sort of chortle and exhale sharply and say that's a good bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. As soon as you're part of the comedy world, all comedy is devoid to you. I mean, <laughs> that's why I love puns because I and Tim. I hope you've stopped listening. They're not. They're not the same as real jokes. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I love them the most. A startling admission. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joshy boy, where are you getting your inspiration from? It's all about the inspo. 
oh, where does anyone get their inspiration from? You know, smelling the roses, looking up at the mm. stars, looking at crying children. So you're making jokes <laughs> all about these things? Looking at crying children. Oh, <laughs> it's the humanity, you know. Crying with laughter. Yeah. you bloody sick jokes, my boy. <laughs> where do you get your inspiration from, Brent, as a seasoned comedian? Oh, as a seasoned comedian, uh, you can tell, mm, tasty, tastes like cumin. <laughs> no, uh, largely... I get all of my inspiration just from various conversations I'll have or, uh, you know, it's not always a winner. Like, I gave a, I gave a little joke out last week. I thought it was going to be a real hot hot take because I was sick for the whole last week prior to that. And I thought, uh, you know, I'll have some soup. I didn't have anyone there to look after me. I knew mum would have fed me soup if I was there. Uh, so I got in there, had soup, and I went, you know, soup is basically just like a lot of water mixed with a small amount of something. And I thought that's just like super concentrated, you know, homeopathic healing. <laughs> I thought that's going to be a good joke. And I tried it out Saturday. Turns out, no, not a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's because all the hipsters in Melbourne are such fans of alternative medicine. I think yeah, you really sure. struck a, you know, a sore point. Yeah, I, I'm pretty mainstream medicine, you know. <laughs> I like, I like, you know, the uh, the Maroon 5 of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> the cold play, just... Yeah. Very standard, stock standard, but proven to work over years and years. Yeah, you know, practised, clean, antibiotic. <laughs> and uh, just like, uh, you know, all good medicines, Coldplay and Maroon 5 songs are created in a laboratory setting. <laughs> yeah. mm. And made just for one purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not entertainment. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. <sighs> but it. seriously, Adam Levine, if you want to come on the show, we're very open to that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're burning that bridge. Burn it down! Uh, Get out of here, Adam. If you ever want to be on this show, you've got to make a, one track about the old Ray breakfast. Hey, I, I just see the uh, the time ticking over, and I think I've I've been spared. I've managed to shift the conversation and um, you know mm. shift it away from the subject matter. He's good, uh, isn't he? Your verbal prowess is not underrated. So maybe I can just do that on stage, just distract the audience into thinking there's a comedy set going on when really that's, I have no ah. material. That's called audience work. Hey, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we better cut to our next song then before we wrap the show. What have we got coming up? It's Sound Directions with the Horse, uh, second only to Daryl Braithwaite in the pantheon of songs about (laughs) horses. That's a big nay from me. Simon 90.7, All Day Breakfast. You're on Sin 90.7. That was a little jazzy number by Sound Directions. It was called The Horse. Yeah, and a bit of full play while they're at it. Ha ha. my best horse noise, what do you reckon? Been practising. <laughs> pretty uh, hot to trot. It's pretty useful at Melbourne Cup, t- Cup time. You can impersonate and get access to uh, all the most exclusive venues in town. Yeah, it's my hair is also a pretty good uh, pretty good cover. I just walk in, make that noise, and they just let me in a noon nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> so we're almost out of time here on the All Day Breakfast. Who have we got coming up next week, Brenny Boy? Well... In a very Brent fashion, I love that uh, Eli's away for this because he would never, ever let me get away with it, and this is a Brent special. But uh, I'm not one for giving away big coals. All I can tell you is our next week's guest is a hugely big deal. Probably one of the biggest dealios that we've had on the show. Hmm. And we've had some pretty big dealios on the show. It's a big guest, it's a big mystery guest, big question mark of a guest. And uh, we'll maybe, maybe announce it on the Monday before the show. Is, yeah, it, nice. is it the host of Deal or No Deal? Biggest Andrew. dealio in town. Uh, is it mm. even Deal or No Deal still on? 
I have no idea. No, he's not. It's not Andrew O'Keefe, uh, <laughs> but it is someone that's probably better. No, no offense, Andrew. I love you. Uh, <laughs> this is like the third mystery guest we've had. How yeah. do we just keep raking them in? Well, well, one week we didn't, famously. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and that was Eli's fault. Every mystery guest I've promised, <laughs> I have brought in a mystery guest. Bloody hell, yeah. All right, Brent, I'll trust you to deliver the goods this time. Now, we want to start drumming up some excitement for our last show, which is going to be live or possibly pre-recorded from a local cafe. Pre-recorded as live from a cafe. We're going to go to an all-day breakfast cafe to do the last of this season's all-day breakfast. It's, uh, it's a plan we've had in the works for a long time. It's not going to be a small show either. We're going to go an extended time. It's going to have uh, Joshy's first ever stand-up gig uh, combined with Randy on there. We're going to get in contact with a few of our old guests as well, have them drop by to wish us off for the end of the season. Uh, maybe even some bigger names you haven't heard from yet. Mm, more mystery guests. <laughs> Keeping them guessing. It's going to be like the all-day breakfast comedy gala slash variety show slash grand finale for the... Official seasons. So Arguably course... bigger than the AFL grand final. <laughs> <laughs> Arguably. I, I think we can safely say that we'll uh, be a little bit better than Meatloaf was. Yeah, and we'll remember every little thing like it happened only yesterday. <laughs> if you'd like to remember every little thing from this show, make yeah, sure nice. you check out the All Day Breakfast Reheated on Spotify, Omni and iTunes. Otherwise, just like the All Day Breakfast Sin on Facebook or at Sin Breakfast. On Twitter. What's our Instagrammy, my boy Joshy? Uh, we are at uh, All Day Breakfast Sin. Oh, easy. That's <laughs> an easy one. We are at Sin Breakfast on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, Facebook.com, All Day Breakfast Sin. Uh, you know. Come, come be our friends. Give us a like. It's, it's good fun on the Facebook page. Sometimes give us some have... reviews. We need more oh, reviews. That, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've, we've putting this out for free. We're, we're pouring our hearts out to you guys every week. Uh, if you do like the show, please jump on iTunes and, and give us a little review. If you don't like the show, then probably don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. or, or feel free to donate any money to BSB zero six seven zero zero. Now you guys have been great. Uh, it's been a jam packed, fun bag show. We had Sam Lane, we had Bonnie's Bonbons, and uh, we had you, our dear dear <laughs> listeners. So as always, go out into the world. You've had your breakfast now, but as we always say. Stay true to yourself. And that's all for this week. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, yeah. and Bebo. And be sure to catch us here.